Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yes, you're listening to the Round 17 edition of the Supercoach 365 podcast. That's right, Round 17. This isn't a broken record, but once again, we start waxing lyrical about Tommy Travojevic and Ruben Garrick, Ryan Selvage and Thomas Hudson with you to do it all again. Tommy, deja vu it is because these two just keep performing. Yeah, well, we definitely knew it was going to happen on the weekend. I think everyone did. I think everyone captained Tommy, but 144 for Tommy, 169 for Garrick. I think he kicked 11 from 11. And a lot of those are actually from the sidelines. It's just kicking so well. They pumped the dogs. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people were just thrilled with that performance. It was a strange round, wasn't it, though? Because you mentioned the uh, big score there, 66 points to nil. A couple of other uh, floggings at the weekend as well. But then we saw some tight contests. So uh, these blowouts that were, I guess, flouted across the whole of the competition. Um, maybe a little bit of normality restored last week with those two one-point games on Friday night. Yeah, well, like you said, you have the two one-point games, but then on Super Saturday, I think I read it was the most one-sided Super Saturday since sort of the concept came about 20 years ago when Fox Sports started covering footy. So <laughs> that's quite a big record, to be honest. Uh, I don't know, obviously everyone's talking about the the six again being the main culprit, but I think there's a few more factors at play. I think even without six agains and that, the dogs still would have got smashed by Manly. So... I think people are going a bit too much on that tangent, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's just the product of teams not investing in talent at the junior levels, and I oh, know you can go on and on about that, but uh, Manly obviously reaping the rewards of some an astute signing in Ruben Garrick. Obviously, he was a Dragons junior, but they bought him before he was Ruben Garrick and uh, Tom Travojevic, uh, well, he and Jake and Ben, obviously, uh, Monavale products. So, again, they're reaping the rewards of investing time, effort and money into their junior base. Uh, we can go on and on about Tommy Travojevic, but I want to speak about Ruben Garrick, Tommy. To this point, he's raised his price by $483,000. Phenomenal to think. And as well as those other players we mentioned alongside Travojevic every week in terms of Cleary, uh, David Fafita, Isaiah Papali'i, another, is Ruben Garrick proving himself to be the Supercoach Player of the Year? Is he the real Jack out of this box that's just shown himself as one of the elite Supercoach players? Well, it's a statement 
I never thought we would be discussing in my wildest dreams, really, especially after four weeks when Manly hadn't won a game and he hadn't been doing anything. But Tommy comes back and he just turns into a great finisher. And then, as I said before, his goal kicking is a massive asset, kicking 11 goals the other day that gives you so many points. So, look, you do mount a decent case. I think uh, six scores above 100 this year for Ruben Garrick, that's pretty hard to ignore for a player that probably most people wouldn't have even had in their team at the start of the year. Uh, we might go through a few of the other contenders for Supercoach Pro of the Year in a minute, but uh, he definitely stakes his claim. Yep, yeah, I think Cleary's probably, well, holds himself as the number one player to this point, but obviously he's injured. So uh, in terms of longevity and I guess overall consistency throughout the 25 rounds, Garrick might challenge him, Travojevic another. Uh, both of those two, Cleary and Travojevic, uh, seven scores over 100, including uh, one each of 200 plus. David Fafita and Isaiah Papali'i, four scores over 100. And Ryan Pappenhausen, almost a forgotten man. He was the form player uh, to start the year, three scores above 100, including one of 190 plus. And he's only played six games. So it's a red hot field, and Ruben Garrick might have his name in that list come the year's end. Can so- I throw a. Another name into the mix, which you haven't mentioned, uh, the replacement for Ryan Pappenhausen, Nico Hines. Uh, he was obviously always going to be sort of on the bench for the Storm, but once the injuries came for Nico Hines, four scores now over 100, two of them over 150, and an average of 85. I know his position in the team isn't sort of locked down, but his efforts can't go unmentioned, I don't think. Absolutely. You mentioned Nico Hines there, a fullback. Uh, who's been in full flight. Another one of those we saw at the weekend was Kalen Ponga, returned for the Knights, uh, posted 96 in that big win against the Cowboys. On that form, Tommy, what you've seen, the Knights have been pretty disappointing up until last weekend, but was that enough to convince you that they can make the top eight this year? Not that performance alone, but I do think you look at their team list now with Ponga back fit, Pierce, Clifford seems to be playing fairly well at 5'8", and then Braley's a solid nine. Plus a decent four-pack on paper, like they probably are in the top eight rosters in the comp, and they're close enough if good enough. So they're probably in my final eight, yeah, with those players fit. Yeah, we were big on them. I was especially at the start of the year. I thought they could run top four. Obviously, injuries and form have um, put a massive dent in that. But top eight, yeah, I think they'll be there at the year's end. Just on Ponga before we move on, do you reckon he's the best backup at that fullback slot behind Tommy Travojevic? Um, you mentioned Nico Hines there and Ryan Pappenhausen soon to return, but. Is Caelan Ponga, do you think, the second best fullback given the Knights run home, all things considered, uh, in terms of uh, the next, well, the points that he's going to generate over the next seven or eight weeks? Well, last week I was big on Latrell, and I, I still am, but Ponga's performance on the weekend was uh, definitely eye catching and definitely made me think twice about my decision, considering Latrell seemed pretty lazy against West on Sunday. So, uh, look, Ponga, absolutely. Uh, obviously, Turbo's head, head and shoulders above the rest, but Ponga could definitely be your second pick for sure. Ponga came back with a double. Uh, the tries, they seem to keep flowing, particularly for these better sides. Uh, Josh Adokar kicked off the round with a hat-trick against the Roosters, and uh, Alex Johnson bookended it with a double against the West Tigers. Tommy, a question I've got to you. I know you said at the start of the year when we went through our top 20 draft picks that you were leaning towards these... Uh, high-scoring uh, bulk minute players uh, in the 2RF. But are these center wingers now, I guess, um, predominant scorers going forward? Are these center wingers the new 2RFs? Well, given the way the game's going and the higher scores and the blowouts whatnot, I suppose players like Josh Adekars and Alex Johnson, even Ruby Garrick, players who you pretty much know are going to score at minimum one try a week and often they could score three or four, 
they become so vital and I probably did get it wrong this year trying to go too top heavy with all the forwards and just trying to find some half decent backs but probably next year you're gonna have to build your team differently and try make sure you get some really real strike power out in the backs and then just Fill your forward line with, I suppose, 60 average players. Yeah, I won't hold you to ransom there. I don't think anyone could have predicted uh, the amount of tries we've seen this year, and particularly, you know, they seem to come in clumps. Um, doubles and, and hat-tricks are almost a thing uh, we're seeing every week from these big names. Let's recap, though, uh, before we get into our talking points here. Uh, scores last week. Head us off, Tommy. How do you go in round 16, and where are you sitting uh, heading into round 17? A by-affected week, of course. Yeah, well, last week was, uh, I think it was the nail in the coffin of my season, unfortunately. It was a diabolical week, only top 27% and down to top 7% overall. Uh, Toe Harris, I guess, was a big reason why. I I picked him up late last week, had a sort of a change of heart and picked him up. I think a lot of people did, and then he went down after just 20 minutes, and I think he's gone for a month, so that's a big blow. And also, Matt Moylan went down in the warm-up on Sunday, and made made that I had to cop uh, Ben Trebojevic's one point. So a fair bit went wrong the other day, despite Turbo getting 150 as captain or whatever. But, uh, yeah, a long way off the pace now, unfortunately. That's right. We'll pick ourselves up again uh, by weekend this week, of course. So uh, we'll see some lower scores this week. Uh, last week, 14.79 for me. Yeah, I captained Tommy Turbo as well and still sitting inside the top 1%, so pretty happy with where we are after 16 weeks. Uh, let's get into our talking points now, and you mentioned Tohu Harris there, that injury, it seemed to crawl. A lot of super coach players, you and I both, and Taj Hooper asks here, I think Tohu Harris in mind, who is the best 2RF for the run home? Uh, Tohu expected to miss the next four weeks. Yeah, well, there's some hot options. I think, personally, Tohu, you have to get rid of him. Uh, it's too expensive just to sit in your team, not getting any points. Uh, and there's so many good options out there. Obviously, Papa Lee, he has done a job all year. Crichton, another one. Fafida, I've picked up as well. Um, he's a good option as well. But probably Brandon Smith is one which maybe hasn't gone too mentioned. I would say I picked him up as a hooker about six weeks ago. He's done an amazing job. He, he scores every week. Obviously, that can't continue, but... I still think with Harry Green injured, he's getting a good run in the team. It's funny you say he can't continue. I don't know when it's going to stop, though. Yeah, He's just so confident close to the line, and you know it's coming, but just to, to stop it, that's a different thing. I think Cameron Murray worth a shout as well. Um, Souths, I think they have a pretty good run home, and, and he's starting to hit some form on the back of this, uh, what he's shown for New South Wales in recent weeks. Uh, of course, all of these questions via Instagram DM. I uh, forgot to mention at the top, so you can get yours in next week at Supercoach365 on a Tuesday or a Wednesday morning. Uh, next one here, Alex Brigo says, uh, actually, let's combine a couple of these. Alex Brigo and Tyrone Dorrell. I hope I've got that one right. Is Saab a get and a keeper? So are we looking at Jason Saab this week? Uh, big score last week against the Bulldogs, but is that sustainable, do you think, going forward for Jason Saab? Well, he's one of those players. He doesn't have any any base stats, really, but he's just so reliant on Tommy Turbo. So I don't know if you're picking up this week with Turbo not playing on the Thursday night. They are playing Canberra, which may be an easy game, but still, I'd probably wait for Turbo to play. And then games against Dragons, Tigers, Sharks, it's, that's a decent little run there. I, I don't see why he can't keep scoring well. Yeah, I mean, you look at his average 51 points per game throughout the course of the season. And that's, you know, in recent years, you'd say that's solid enough for a centre winger um, who has such a high ceiling. But you look at these numbers, you drill down a little bit further. Uh, The first five rounds without Tommy Turbo in the team, he averaged just 22. 
Uh, round 11, without scoring a try, he scored 30. Uh, that consisted of just 18 base. And until last week, that big score before he posted 160 or thereabouts, his season average was just 43. Uh, as you say there, Tommy, the tries, they'll probably keep coming. Um, but I've got Tommy Turbo resting for at least two weeks. I think he'll sit round 18 against the Dragons and maybe the week before the NRL finals. Uh, so that in mind, I'm going to say no to Jason Saab. I think he can go without. Another one here, we've already mentioned uh, Ruben Garrick a couple of times, and the Chris Purser asks, is he a get uh, considering the steep price? I think his price is upwards 840k, so you are paying premium here, but favourable matches coming. I don't think he's going to rest, and we've already mentioned his high ceiling. So I'm saying yes, but I've already got him, so I'm not spending the big money. Tommy, if you didn't have Ruben Garrick in your team, is he someone that he's thinking about bringing in this week? Oh, look, his numbers are hard to ignore, but I'm going to say no. Uh, maybe going off your theory that T- Tommy Turbo could rest a few games, I think Garrick would be massively ne- negatively impacted by Tommy not playing um, in, at the price. I think it's a, it's a step too far. It'll be interesting to see on Thursday night, he's named to play at fullback against Canberra. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. Yeah, of course, uh, Garrick played fullback. I think it was the last time Tommy Turbo rested after Origin in round 14. Uh, scored 100 that occasion. I think he scored a couple of tries. Uh, kicked some goals as well in a big win there at Brookie. Uh, plenty of questions coming through about Manly tonight. Obviously a hot team at the moment. And and Donis asks, is DCE a good swap for Cleary for the run home uh, after Origin given that he does have a possible rest in there as well. Uh, we mentioned DCE amongst a host of others last week uh, when we spoke of selling Nathan Cleary. Uh, given what you saw last week and in recent weeks, is DCE a good get this week, Tommy? It's like we're trying to put the whole Manly team in our in our Supercoach side, I guess. Um, oh, look, we discussed him last week. He's definitely a good option. I, I th- we were probably more keen on Hughes and Sean Johnson this time last week. I know they won by 66 the other day, but it was against the Dogs, and I think I still have SJ and Hughes above DCE personally. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Uh, DCE, four scores 100-plus this year. Uh, Overall season average to this point, 68 points per game. Uh, That's Sorry, that's since Turbo's been back, and that's slightly up on his season average of 67. So pretty consistent throughout the course of the year, whether Turbo is there or not, but... Yeah, I think we've still got Jerome Hughes, Johnson, even Nick Arima uh, slightly ahead of DC at this point. But uh, all of those things considered, I think DC probably has the second highest ceiling uh, of that lot behind only Jerome Hughes. So make up your own mind on that one. Nico Raynaud asks, thoughts on Sam Verrills? Tommy, he's not really been on our radar, but you can maybe make a case for Sam Verrills in this Roosters team going forward. They're going to have to start stringing some wins together towards the final series. Um, Look, I like you, I haven't really... I haven't really had a look at him at all, to be honest. He's pretty cheap, though. Like, just looking around the players, around his price range in the hooker category, and there's really no one else that stands out. So if you're looking for a cheap, a cheapie in that slot, I suppose you can't you can't really say no to that. But um, I've been sort of playing two, two good hookers all year. But if you're playing the cheaper option, why not? Yeah, I'm going to say no as well, only because I think this time of the year, you really want to make these trades count, assuming that you don't have too many left. That is, uh, I've set up with... Reed Marnie for the run home. I think he's averaging above 70. Uh, he confirmed today on his Twitter account that he will be back for round 18. So uh, set and forget with Reed Marnie, I think, for the rest of the year. If you are playing at that cheaper price, yeah, maybe Verrill's, Jaden Braley's even at a gettable price now as well. Blake Penton says, I want Ryan Pappenhausen, but do we think maybe he gets a rest during the Supercoach finals and your thoughts on Ponga? We've already covered off a little bit on Kalen Ponga at the top 
Tommy, but Ryan Pappenhausen due back round 20, we think. Uh, what do you make of uh, Ryan Pappenhausen's stocks towards the back end of the year? Yeah, well, whoever plays one for Melbourne just seems to score incredibly well, whether it be Pappenhausen or Hines, and we saw that with Paps earlier in the year. But I think that's a decent point that Blake Penton raises there. I, I remember last year... The Storm rested a lot of players, especially in the final round before the semis. And then if you're in a head head comp and you're looking to try and win that, and perhaps rest the last round, you'd be pretty you'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, you would be. I think uh, you mentioned last year. I think they rested something like eight or nine, maybe even ten of their regular seventeen in that round twenty. Was it round twenty match against the Dragons in that shortened season last year? Uh, perhaps actually played that day, and I, I know we spoke about this yesterday. Uh, between ourselves, Tommy, I've got him playing round 25. You don't think he will. Uh, we've put a case of beer on it, but I think if anyone needs a rest, it's Nico Hines. I think if this is his real first, you know, consistent week in, week out, uh, you know, NRL season. Hasn't really faced the rigours of the NRL weekly to this point. Pappenhausen spent a lot of time on the sidelines. I think, personally, I think that uh, Craig Bellamy and Ryan Pappenhausen will both want their star number one uh, to be out there for the final month of the competition before a tough semi-finals campaign. So I'm saying he will play. You're saying he won't. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, I just I see what you're saying there, but I think you're talking now with Hines been playing every week. But by the time he gets around 25, Hines would have been sitting on the bench for the past six weeks and perhaps would have been starting each week. So by then he may feel like a little bit of a rest, but good luck. Hopefully you're only a case in of the year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, we've seen, though, what uh, Nico Hines has done um, – yeah, I've got Pappenhausen, as you say. If he comes back around 18, 19, 20, I reckon he averages at least 90-plus. But to answer the question, do you want to be buying Pappenhausen? I think he's got a break-even of 200 as it is currently, so he's losing a stack of cash that first, maybe even second week back. Um, Kalen Ponga, again, at the price, might be the better option. And Ponga scored 96 last week without kicking a goal, so he can add that. Um, back into his repertoire as well, Kalen Ponga. Last question here from Mitch Musket. Now, this guy's nickname is The Goat, so he's got plenty to live up for here. Uh, I don't know why he's asking us for advice. He says, do I buy Adam Fanua Blake this week to win his head-to-head comp, or does he play less minutes now that Matt Lodge's name to start? A big move with Lodge heading to the Warriors from the Broncos, and how does that affect AFB, do you think? Oh, look, without really knowing... The Warriors front row rotation off by heart. Um, Lodge is a pretty decent super coach player, really. Average only 54 this year, but his first game he only got 17, so it's sort of dragged down a little bit by that. But um, in good form recently, I think it's a good signing for the Warriors. I don't know really how it impacts Adam Fennell or Blake. It probably doesn't too much, but um, yeah, I think it's overall good for Lodge. We'll see how it affects AFB. Yeah, I think from memory, uh, AFB was you know, one of the premier front rowers uh, in the game in 2020, maybe even 2019, alongside Marty Tapao. So he has shown in the past that he can coexist alongside another star front rower. That kind of wraps us up for our Q&A or our talking points. Tommy, again, a big thank you to everyone who got their questions in. Let's dive into round 17. Only four games this week. First match of the round, you've already mentioned it, the Seagulls and the Raiders. This one at the newly named Four Pines Park aka Brookie Oval and Manly starts heavy favourites here uh, around $1.25 you're getting on topsport.com.au some big names missing though it might make this one a little bit closer than what the bookies have got it yeah well I'm hoping so we need it to be we've been absolutely awful the other day was absolutely rock bottom getting smashed by Titans at home uh, I like the look of our fullback here Xavier Savage I'm pretty sure he's 
He's run some pretty quick times over the 100 metres in his schoolboy days at like state carnivals and that. So I'm pretty keen to see him in open space. Uh, one, perhaps, for the head-to-head players, if you really want to win a, a game this week, Hudson Young, uh, look, he's replacing Elliot Whitehead. He's been in New Wales Cup a little bit this year, but when he plays... And he, if he plays 80, he gets really good scores, a good PPM player. So Hudson Young, look out for him. Yeah, Hudson Young, a good find there. And probably uh, a free agent still to this point, maybe even snapped up on the waivers uh, as we record this because he has been in New South Wales Cup and out of this 17 for some time. I'm actually liking the look of his opposite number here. Uh, Ola Kawatu from Manly locks down this right edge spot. Where's Curtis Siren and Tommy? We've we've been on the Siren and watch for some time now. He's not back yet, not even in the 17, uh, Curtis Sirena, not even in the 21, so he might be on his way back to the West Tigers. Um, but yeah, he's another one if you're playing the head-to-head matchups this week in both the classic and draft that might be of some value. Yeah, no, he's been a, a bit of a revelation, Olakatu, sorry if I'm not pronouncing his name correctly, but obviously no one really heard of him, started the year, but just along with their other Manly players, he just found new... New life. Uh, Ruben Garrick at one, Dylan Walker at seven. It's a makeshift back line, but probably too good for Canberra still. Next game, Friday night footy, is the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, I guess the entree to the main course up there in Newcastle. This one's been moved to McDonald Jones Stadium as well. Uh, again, some names out for South Sydney. Uh, Latrell Mitchell uh, heads that list alongside Cam Murray and Damian Cook, of course, but they are still firm favourites. $1.15 head-to-head. They give away 16 and a half start on topsport.com.au. Uh, Blake Taff named at fullback. Alex Johnson on his preferred wing. Uh, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds are still there. We thought they might have been the New South Wales halves, so they still feel a pretty strong line-up here. Yeah, they do, but they, like you said, it could have been a lot weaker if the uh, if the two halves had been selected. Perhaps Adam Reynolds not putting the ball down correctly the other day and going over the dead ball line had something to do with it. I know that hurt some super coaches, myself included, with Cameron Murray getting a try assist. But anyway, um, still a, a good team, like you said. Blake Taff at one. Benji Marshall at nine is interesting. Tane Milne is one which I think I mentioned him last week as someone I brought in. I brought him in on both Classic and Draft, and it paid dividends. He got 60-odd in a try. His break even still minus 24 if you wanted a little bit of money out of him. He's playing every week on the right wing, and they've got the dogs next week as well, so not a bad cheapie there. What does this say about Josh Mantle, though? Uh, one time, Supercoach must have winger, almost. Um, phenomenal base he had produced, but maybe just the old legs are starting to catch up with Josh because he hasn't been in this side for some time now, and you think that uh, the injury that presented itself that saw Milne come into this team would have been enough to have seen Mansour get his spot back, but... Uh, Wayne's obviously made his intentions clear and Mansour uh, doesn't look to figure unless there's another injury in that back line. Yeah, it's kind of sad, I guess. I was always a massive fan of, of Mansour. We definitely looked a bit slower last year and obviously being in a good team kind of marks that. But yeah, he's been sort of found out in the early stages of this season and yeah, the fact that he can't get his spot back over Tane Milne really says it all. Uh, we spoke of those halfbacks before uh, Jerome Hughes, obviously Sean Johnson, Cody Nicarima, both in action this weekend. Adam Reynolds, Tommy, what have you made of his season to this point? Uh, probably a little bit down on his numbers from last year, which is surprising given you'd think uh, he's kicking more goals, or at least he should be under these new rules. A uh, little bit disappointing this year. Is his mind elsewhere with that uh, move pending to the Broncos, of course, but 
South's a good run. We've said it all year. He'd want to finish the year strong. Is he a viable option uh, playing head-to-head this week, but also looking beyond round 17 for the run home? He's definitely the forgotten man. Like you say, he's flown right under the radar this year and in a pretty good team. We just haven't really spoke about him. I guess Cleary has taken all the all the talk at seven. But uh, if you look at Reynolds, like you said, maybe this week isn't a bad time to get in with the Cowboys and then the Bulldogs the following week. Probably in for two good scores there, but... I don't know, going forward, probably the op- options we mentioned earlier with SJ Hughes and DC would be would be ahead of Reynolds. Yep, not too much to mention in terms of the Cowboys, uh, Hamaso, Tabuai, Fido. They're arguably their best attacking weapon behind Valentine Holmes uh, will make his origin debut with Val or alongside Val as well. So uh, points may be hard to come by for the North Queensland Cowboys in this one. So too, you'd think, for the Bulldogs in their match against the Roosters, the next match here on Saturday night. Uh, Bulldogs, again, always the case. Long outsiders, uh, $7.20 head-to-head on topsport.com.au. They receive a 22.5 start, so the Roosters... Again, they've fallen a little bit off the boil themselves, though. That massive loss to the Storm last week, but expected to get the two points here and yeah, expected to do it in some style. Yeah, well, these two teams lost uh, last week combined 112 to nil. So it's not the greatest form going into a match you've ever seen. Uh, dogs are a little bit stronger with a few of their COVID players back, but uh, well, I don't even know what to mention about this game. Sam Walker seems... He's obviously a good player with talent, but I swear he needs a break. He's just getting drilled every week. He got absolutely smashed last week, I think, by Olam. I don't even know how he's going to play this week, really. It looked like it would take a month to get over that. But there's no better op- uh, no better opposition to find your form against the Dogs. So Roosters should win by playing. A training run, perhaps, for the Roosters this week. Uh, interesting, though, Sawali dropped in place of Billy Smith, who returns from a ACL injury. So... Again, you mentioned young players getting a rest. Maybe that's just the case there for Suwali. Uh In this one, although a lot of super coaches would be annoyed because they would have uh, brought him in or at least held on to Suwali uh, to this point thinking he was playing round 17 against the Doggies. Yeah, that's exactly what you just said there. Exactly. Very annoying because I pretty much sort of looked at him a few weeks ago purely for this round in mind and he hasn't even been... Well, he's in the... He's in the 21, but really, I expect him to, to see him in the back line. But yeah, Billy Smith beating him out is a, a real surprise and a, and a shame. Last game of the week, the Cronulla Sharks, they start favourite against the Warriors. Uh, this one at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium in Cogra, $1.58 to $2.35, the head-to-heads. The Warriors with the plus 5.5 start. I'm actually tipping the Warriors here, given what we saw from both sides last week. I thought the Warriors were pretty disappointing, but they butchered that one. They should have won easily. Uh, the Sharks, again, you could probably say the same about them against the Broncos, uh, but they were far from their best last week, the Sharks. So I'm actually starting with the Warriors here. I think they can spruik a little upset on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it depends what Sharks you get. I guess, like you said last week, terrible against Brisbane. But uh, in the weeks prior, they've been pretty solid. Warriors, they always look good on paper, but I don't know. They Somehow they didn't win last week against the Dragons. They threw that game away. No thanks to Chad Townsend, who isn't there, but... I'm not sure SOS is much of a help. I think Lodge is a good signing, like we said before. For the Sharkies, though, one perhaps pod on the way home, I think you like him as well, Sione Katoa. Could you find room for him in, in your classic team? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of options there. Uh, scoring tries at the CTW slot. I think if you are going to move someone like a Nico Hines on or if you have in recent times and you have a bit of cash, Sione would be a cut price because he was injured. Uh, two starts back, obviously returned last weekend, but... 
70 without a try last week. He did have a couple of line breaks, uh, nearly a try assist as well. He's in everything for the Sharks. I think we saw it in 2020. I think he was third or definitely in the top five for tackle busts across the competition, line breaks as well. Tr- scores tries outside Sean Johnson, so I can definitely make a case for him. Um, yeah, I think uh, what we saw last week was you couldn't ask for more, I don't think, from a winger first game back. Uh, scored 70 points. Someone else who caught the eye last week, or my eye at least, was Teague Wilton. Seems to just come in and do a job on this left edge. He's no-nonsense sort of player. 58 or 59 base in that loss against the Broncos. And that's pretty much been the tale of his tape throughout this whole season. Obviously gets a start again here ahead of Talakai, and for as long as Wade Graham's out, I think that spot is his to lose. So uh, if you're playing a head-to-head matchups. Uh, particularly in draft this week, you can probably pick up uh, Teague Wilton off the free agency and uh, he won't let you down, I don't think. And that's before he scored a try as well. So does have a ceiling of about 90, even 100 points, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think uh, Talakai did a great job of anchoring down that position. Wilton looks to have it now for the rest of the year, provided way game doesn't come back. So that's a good shout. Let's get into our trades. Of course, there are only four games this week. Uh, Tommy, have you decided on your trades heading into round 17 and looking uh, with one eye on this week, of course, but uh, one eye on the rest of the year as well? Uh, somewhat. I've done one trade for now. I may do another one later in the week. I'll probably just need to think about it a little bit more. But for now, I have got rid of uh, Matt Burton. I don't think he has the same sort of scoring potential playing in the halves. He did a good job in my team, but I think the time has come to get rid of him. And I can save a bit of money by going to Adam Reynolds, who we did speak about before. I hadn't really planned to get him in, but the more I looked at him and the more he's he's run home, well, the next few weeks, I should say, the Cowboys and the Dogs, that really stands out to me. And he's playing this week, so Burton to Reynolds for now, maybe more to come. Yeah, I like that. Can't disagree with that one. To this point as well, I've only done the one trade. And uh, I guess stupidly enough, funnily enough, it's not even to a player who's playing this week, but uh, trading out Josh Curran, obviously not playing this week. And uh, if even if he's back next week out with Tohu Harris out, I think Curran long-term, I don't know, I, I'm just unsure about Curran. So I know I want to get to Fafita eventually, and it was via Curran. So I may as well do it this week now, especially that Fafita won't be playing in Origin. So no risk of injury uh, on Wednesday night. Only the one trade to this point, like yourself, Tommy. But that in mind, I think I've only got five, maybe six players this week. So might have to bring another one in, depending how I'm feeling. Uh, tonight, as you're listening to this, uh, we're recording on Wednesday night, but you're probably ingesting all of this on Thursday morning. So how many have you got playing this week, Tommy? I think I've only got eight, um, which I had planned to have about 12, but Moylan and Harris both got injured last week, and then Suwali hasn't been named, so it kind of went pear-shaped. So I'm probably just going to give this week a miss almost. Yeah, a little bit frustrating when all of that happens, of course. Uh, That's all we have time for this week. Uh, Big thanks for tuning in and all of your support to this point. Uh, Round 17, looking forward to it this weekend. Tommy, big thank you to you. Uh, You can stay tuned to our social media at supercoach365. Uh, we'll post our best bets for topsport.com.au. We got a win last week. We had Garrick double into AJ double. Uh, that one was sealed on Sunday afternoon inside about 15 or 16 minutes. So an easy watch. Stay tuned right across the weekend. We'll be back here doing it all again next Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, good luck with your teams this weekend. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.